0: if you're looking for another episode of coffee and kernels well you've come to the right place i'm bryce and this is episode 35 of coffee and kernels we took a break last weekend just because things were going on but we're back again this week and now that we've returned the batman is here i'm going to talk a lot about that today i'll bring you a rundown of the schedule for this particular podcast episode we're going to start off with our weekly recap just with the things that i've been doing on the channel for the last week then we'll get into the actual weekend office results domestically that's in the united states from the previous weekend then we'll go into this weekend's projections for the box office considering that i shoot these podcast episodes on sundays and then we'll get into a random second topic that i'll talk about it'll be centering around the batman because i've seen it three times now as of last night and oh boy has it been worth every single penny then i'll get you some weekly recommendations and we'll head on out so without further ado. We'll not keep you waiting. Let's get started into the weekly recap. So first I'll start off in the video game sphere of things. You know, lately when it comes to video games, I've been pretty quiet on things. However, given the fact that the Batman is now out and we haven't had a Batman movie debut in 10 years since the Dark Knight Rises, which I went and saw and it was pretty great. I decided to dive back into the Batman video games. I have played every single one except for Arkham City. So I decided to pick it back up Arkham City pretty recently for whatever reason i just haven't really been into video games too much lately so i've been kind of playing it's pretty sporadically but the voice of kevin conroy as the batman the voice of the the uh the voice of the joker being mark hamill the game is a lot of fun and it's regarded as one of the favorite the favorite batman games by many people who have seen in comment sections and things and whatnot so i'm excited to dive deeper into it and play the game in its entirety to see what all the hype is about because arkham knight was pretty great i've played it a few times now all the way through so i mean it's kind of gotten stale to me but arkham asylum was insanely good i remember arkham origins being good i'll probably play that after playing arkham city so that's kind of where i'm at the batman video games are a ton of fun the batman movies inspired me to go back and visit them so that's kind of where i'm at i've been having some good fun with it thus far now kind of next transitioning over into more of the movie sphere because the tv show sphere has kind of been Null and void since Peacemaker ended. I haven't really been getting into any TV shows. For whatever reason, I'm just not really a TV guy. But uh, the streaming movie for this week actually was, I think it was Aquaman. Yeah, I think I have gotten into Aquaman at this particular point. I debuted it on the channel earlier this week. I'm starting to actually lose track of which movies I'm debuting on the channel. Actually, no, I take that back. I debuted my review of Birds of Prey. Aquaman is going to be the streaming movie review this thursday on the channel i should probably remember these things but there's only so much you can remember in a day but yeah i saw aquaman for the first time last week or two and i was pleasantly surprised by it there was a lot i really enjoyed jason momoa was perfect for it he is the ideal aquaman willem dafoe and amber heard i thought were pretty great as well i didn't know tamira morrison was in it boba fett himself and i thought he fit in as uh, Aquaman's father pretty well. So I thought that was interesting. The two things that didn't really land with me in this movie were the fact that I just didn't like the villains, Patrick Wilson and Yaya Abdul Mateen. I didn't necessarily think that their performances were bad, but I just didn't like the writing of the villains. They just had motivations that were very typical and didn't elevate the villains past being, Just your run of the mill antagonist. So that's kind of where I was at with that. It was a pretty great movie. I think I ended up giving it. Actually, I'll let you watch the review to get the score, but you know what I mean. I thought it was pretty great. I recommend watching it. Now we'll get into the movie theater and movies kind of coming out now in March. So I went and saw the Batman several times now. It was everything I hoped for. If you're curious about my full thoughts, reviews on the Bankrupt Hippo main channel. Wow, guys, it was was everything I wanted and more in the most unexpected ways. It is a very, I'm not going to say it's a very different, actually, no, I will say it is a very different Batman movie. The way that a lot of people I've heard describe it is there's a lot more detective elements than usual, which I loved. I love the detective elements. I love the Riddler. I loved the portrayal of Gotham and how dark it was. I love the portrayal of the Batman by Robert Pattinson. Zoe Kravitz was brilliant. There was nothing in the movie where i'm like this sucks i didn't even care it was three hours the pacing was quite good and the more i watch it the more things of course i find to appreciate and i probably talk about that in just a little while so if you haven't seen the batman i highly recommend watching it please it is so amazing it is just oh it's it's everything in the most unexpected ways and i could talk about it for hours but i won't get into that i'll get into that into the second main topic for today but the other movie that i saw that debuted really recently, actually Friday on Disney plus was turning red. Let me tell you this. I'll, I'll post the review for turning red today on the Banker Pippo channel, but turning red is a triumph and it is kind of a shame that Disney decided to pull it away from theaters altogether. I think I would have loved to have seen turning red in a movie theater, but <sighs> let me just say this. I don't have a problem watching it at home. It's just I would rather have the choice between watching it at home and watching it in a theater to have both experiences. But Turning Red, nonetheless, it is quite an amazing movie. It is really good. It's a great coming-of-age story. It's a great story of adolescence, friendship. There's a lot in this movie to love, and there's very little to not enjoy. I think the only gripe I had with the movie was the fact that the first 10 minutes were a little boring, a little lackluster, and then it quickly picks up its pace after that and starts to get a little bit more entertaining and then a lot more entertaining so i highly recommend watching turning red it's a great family movie to watch anybody can enjoy it pixar just has a habit of pumping out hits turning red is definitely another hit it's so so good and the best part is it's only like an hour and a half so you could hypothetically watch it like a million and a half times in a day if you wanted to which is amazing because after watching the batman which is a three-hour movie then watching turning red i was kind of like Wait, it's over already? It's just really funny, the stark contrast between runtime. So, Turning Red on Disney+, Plus. highly recommend watching it. Now, the next streaming movie I'm going to get into, I decided, because I am way behind the game on this one, and it was inspired by me scrolling through my Spotify playlist last night and hearing Andrew Garfield sing. So, it's going to be coming from Tick, Tick, Boom. Tick, Tick, Boom's on Netflix right now. I have friends and family who have watched it who have really enjoyed it. I'm not typically a musical guy, but for whatever reason, Tick, Tick, Boom, after hearing 3090, I want to watch it, and I want to watch it bad. And it was one of the movies of the year for 2021 for a lot of people, so I've got some catching up to do. I've got to watch Tick, Tick, Boom, and I hope I absolutely enjoy it. So, friends, I'll do it for the weekly recap. What have you done in the last week? Any thoughts on the movies or games I've mentioned? You know where the comment section is. Let me know. All right, so let's get into some box office talk. So, First we'll get into last weekend's actuals that I call it or that a lot of people call it. That is the actual weekend box office results from last weekend. That's going to be March 4th through the 6th, which is three day domestic in the United States. So this is coming from box office Mojo coming in at number one was of course the Batman making $134 million coming in at number two was uncharted, making $11.1 million. The contrast between one and two is insane. Coming in at number three is dog making 6.1 million. Coming in at number four Spider-Man No Way Home making $4.5 million, which is amazing that No Way Home is still bringing in $4 million plus each and every weekend, despite being out for, God, all a third of a year now in theaters. And then Death on the Nile making $2.8 million. So not really a whole lot of surprises there. I'm not surprised that the Batman made 10 times plus the amount of the second place taker because the Batman is really that great. It is, it is that amazing that it merits making that much money. That's all I really got to say about that. The rest of the results really aren't surprising to me. Not a whole lot of other competition came out in theaters for the Batman. And that's going to be the case for the next several weeks. Not really a whole lot of wide releases are coming out in the month of March in theaters. A lot of streaming releases, but expect the Batman to be number one for a long time. I have a feeling it's going to have the legs on a movie in in terms of box office like Spider-Man No Way Home did. So that's my thoughts on weekend box office results for weekend nine i don't know why i had trouble saying that but let's get into the projections for this weekend which is going to be march 11th through the 13th um coming in at number one batman is projected to make 66 million which is a 51 percent drop from the previous weekend which in terms of box office that is quite amazing typically if you're looking at box office results if a movie from its debut weekend to its second weekend only goes down 51% in terms of its earnings. That's pretty great. Usually from what I've heard the industry standard is like 50 to 60% is pretty triumphant. And then any higher than that that's kind of like eh, the movie just wasn't that great and then of course if it gets higher and higher of a drop well it's not exactly a good thing either. I'm not surprised the Batman only dropped 51% and I think it's the actual smallest drop that a DC movie has had. In history so take that for what it's worth it makes me wonder if the batman is going to start breaking records like spider-man no way home did i have to go back and look at the results from spider-man no way home to see what kind of pace it had and what records it would break i will make a projection a prediction for you right here and say that the batman is going to be one of the top 10 highest grossing movies of all time by the time its box office run ends because it's not gonna have a lot of competition in the coming months and a lot of people love the movie it is quite a popular movie and it's already making 400 million dollars worldwide after two weeks so this movie is making a lot of money and i anticipate it will continue to do so so number one batman projected to make 66 million in week 10. i'll have to edit that out okay coming in at number two uncharted is projected to make nine million dollars coming in at number three is dog projected to make 5.1 million coming in at number four spider man no way home projected to make four million and coming in at number five is another debut, Ready Shyam, which is expected to make 3.2 million. No surprises again The Death on the Nile has fallen out of the top five. Death on the Nile wasn't really that good of a movie anyway, so I'm not surprised it's no longer in the top five. I'm still surprised that Spider-Man No Way Home is making as much money as it is week over week over week. It's kind of amazing. The movie just continues to churn out money. This is, it's, oh my God, it's got to be at least its 15th weekend in theaters which is just absolutely insane so will it i and with the fact that not really a whole lot of wide releases are coming out in theaters only really a lot of streaming movies are coming out in theaters it might stay in the top five for another month honestly it just might i think the only thing that might threaten that is morbius and i don't think morbius is gonna debut even close to number one at the box office when it comes around so take that for what it's worth those are my thoughts on the week 10 projections friends what kind of numbers do you think the Batman's going to pull in when everything is all said and done? You know where the comment section is. Let me know. Okay, so let's get into the second topic for this week, and that's this. So, I if I really love a movie, a lot of times I'll go see it twice in theaters. I typically do not see a movie more than two times in the theaters. That's just how I roll. I've heard of people who will go see a movie four, five, six, seven, eight times in a movie theater, which... I get it. I get it because you only get to see it in theaters one time, and this is your chance. I'm just not usually that kind of guy. However, with the Batman, I am making an an exception. I have seen it for a third time as of yesterday. I am anticipating I will probably go see it at least a fourth time and maybe even a fifth time because the movie is an absolute masterpiece and I love it. And with each watch that I've had with it, there of course are things that you pick up on with each viewing, things that you start to notice more things that you start to appreciate. And that's been the case here. So I want to go through a rundown, not too deep of a lengthy rundown, but of the first time I watched the Batman, the second time I watched the Batman, and the third time I've watched the Batman. The first time I watched the Batman, I was absolutely blown away. There is everything and more to love about the movie. There is a number one, the cast. Everybody is excellent with the exception of one actress. And one scene and one line that really threw me off, and that was it. It was just really awkward dialogue, and that was my only gripe. The whole movie. It's a tic-tac foul. It's a tic-tac, and I'm surprised it even stuck out to me with how much fun I was having with the movie. It is a Batman movie that has a lot of action. It's got a lot of detective elements. It's got a great protagonist. It's got a great antagonist, and it's got great characters in between all of that. It is Amazing, fantastic, and everything you could ever want. Robert Pattinson's portrayal of the Batman, the more I think about it, the more he's starting to become my favorite portrayal of the Batman. He's a much more calm, composed... I don't. I say calm and composed with hesitancy because he, he throws down some fools when he needs to, and he does so with brute force, and it's kind of amazing. He is a brawler. It's just he... He's a very mild sort of bat. not a mild Batman. He's a mild Bruce Wayne. There we go. That's what I'm trying to think. He's not the eccentric billionaire playboy that a lot of you are used to seeing in Batman movies with Christian Bale and along those lines. This Batman is a lot more toned down. He's a lot more of a recluse. He is a lot more to himself. And I really like that take on Bruce Wayne in particular. And even moreover, I love the take on Batman from Robert Pattinson. It's a very... He does a lot by saying very little. In a lot of scenes, all he really does is just kind of stop and just look at you. Just look at you. Won't say a thing, and he doesn't have to because he's intimidating as hell. He's he looks just he overpowers his victims. He over not overpowers his victims. He overpowers his opponents. He towers over them in a lot of ways, and he just gets the job done. So there's a lot to love in the Batman. I I have to blow my nose. Jeez. There's a lot to love in the Batman. Robert Pattinson is just one part of that. And he's slowly becoming my favorite portrayal of the Batman. He does amazing. Zoe Kravitz does really well as Selina Kyle. Paul Dano does really amazing as the Riddler. And Jeffrey Wright and Colin Farrell do well as Jim Gordon and Penguin, respectively. (sighs) There's just not a weak performance in the movie. There's just not. And all of them do so so well. So those are my thoughts after watching the first um the Batman for the first time. Let me talk about the second time I watched the Batman. Things I appreciated the second time around a little bit more were one, Selena Kyle. I, I appreciate her a lot more. I appreciated Alfred a lot more too. Andy Circus's Alfred isn't in the movie a whole ton. Nonetheless, he does a pretty great job in it. And of course, I continued to gush over Robert Pattinson's portrayal of the Batman and Bruce Wayne. And also really the cleverness of Riddler's plan. I'm not going to go into spoilers because that's just not something I like to do on the channel in general. But the more I start to think about the Riddler's plan, the more I'm like, that's genius. Because at the end of the day, what he's really striving for is to ultimately, this isn't a spoiler, is to change Gotham in a way that sort of cleanses it, so to speak. And the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wow. The means are awful, but they'd get the job done. They would get the job done. They would essentially leave the city in a clean slate. And it, it just, it, it'd be a, it'd be a revival of the city. It's just the unfortunate part about it is it involves a lot of destruction and carnage and death and bad things, which is why it's so critical for the Batman to go ahead and stop him. But the more I'm thinking about the Riddler's plan, I'm like, Wow. That kind of of makes sense. Maybe it's just my mind is insane like that, but that's one of the things I appreciate from it and also appreciating more of the Batman and the dark portrayal of Gotham. The one thing in this movie that really stuck out to me was the fact that the cinematography, every shot is handled with extreme care. It catches your attention and it really sticks with you. The movie, I'm not going to be surprised if it wins awards for its cinematography because it's absolutely gorgeous for almost the entire 3-hour movie. And then that's a long time to have gorgeous cinematography and have a lot of, have a lot of production value into your shots. Not only that, but the soundtrack was pretty great. And when you couple that with the dark portrayal of Gotham in general with shadows and everything, it's like wow. Like you really believe that Gotham is the pit of the world and is just a dark, awful, scary place because it's unsettling a lot of times. It's just it's really dark. It's really it's just gross. It's it's everything you could ever want out of Gotham. It's like I I totally am bar, um am on board with the fact that Gotham is just not a great city and it it's dying and it needs help. And the other thing, the last thing I want to mention about my second viewing thoughts is. Something I forgot to mention a little bit earlier, and it came into my mind just a second ago, and now it's the, now the train has left the station, and now I'm trying to remember what it was that I loved so much about it. Oh lordy, what was it? Give me a second, guys. Ah, now I remember what it was. With the Batman, this is the first time where they've done this thing in Batman movies where they say, Batman is feared by criminals at night they're nervous he's gonna come out of the shadows he's the boogeyman he's gonna come and beat them into a pulp this is the first movie the first batman movie i've ever seen where they not only tell us that but they show us that the batman is actually scary and why he's scary this is the first time i believe that the batman is actually scary this movie incorporates horror film elements into it to make the Batman and the Riddler both scary characters. like There are times where I was like, wow, I kind of feel unsettled right now that the Batman is going to come out of those dark shadows. And it gave me chills every single time when I saw Bruce Wayne, or not Bruce Wayne, every single time I saw the Batman just kind of creep slowly out of the shadows. It was really reminiscent stuff of a horror movie. And I was like, wow, this is the first time I've seen a Batman film actually do that effectively. They've shown and told me that hey, the Batman is a scary fool and you don't want to mess with him and criminals are fearful of him because honestly the movie gets you to kind of be afraid a little bit as well when it gets started. So those are my thoughts after watching the Batman for a second time. Now let's get into the third time. There are a few other things that I really enjoyed about it. The fact that the Batman, with like I said, no spoilers, the Batman does a lot to protect the innocence, the integrity of selena kyle selena kyle wants to do things that would essentially tip her over the edge into madness and the batman does everything in his power throughout the movie to keep her from doing that is he successful you have to watch the film to find out but that's something i really really appreciated about it that i didn't quite fully appreciate my second and first time around and also i really thought the ending of the movie was excellent this third time around the the ending for the first two times i watched it didn't quite it's not that I didn't enjoy it, it just didn't stand out to me. This time around, for whatever reason, I'm kind of like, wow, the ending of this movie was excellent. It couldn't have gone better, honestly. Like, It was just great. It felt like an apropos ending for the Batman. It felt like a revelation for Bruce Wayne as he's kind of coming into terms and grips of what kind of an impact he's had on Gotham over the past however long he's been being the Batman for. And it was just a really great wrap up. Of it all and I really appreciate the movie for doing that so those are the really the two things that really stuck out in my mind the third time I watched it when I go and see it a fourth and a fifth time there will probably be additional things that I'll mention on the pod but that pretty much does it for all my thoughts when it comes to this movie I'm trying to think if there's anything else that came to mind and I don't think there is i'll probably think of something right after i'm done recording this but anyways guys i've seen the batman three times if you haven't seen it yet do yourself a favor go watch it but for those of you who have watched it what are your thoughts after watching it for the first second third fourth sixth seventh time i'd love to hear your perspective you know where the comment section is let me know and of course i did just think of something that i really enjoyed about the batman the soundtrack excellently coupled and also the uh the horror elements of the film the third time around, coupled with the horror movie sounds that they incorporate with the movie when they're doing terrible things like with the Riddler and the Batman, it's the, the, it really helps make it feel like a horror experience. But anyways, not saying it's a horror movie. You're not going to walk out having nightmares, but just keep that in mind. So. Let's end the podcast with the weekly recommendations. I'm going to give you guys a movie and a game for this week. I'm not going to give you a TV show because I haven't been watching any TV. The game I'm going to give you a recommendation for is Batman Arkham City. And I'm also going to give you the recommendation of uh, MVP Baseball 2004 and also Batman Arkham Asylum. I'll give you three. How about that? Three for the price of one considering I didn't have a podcast episode last weekend. Play them. Love them. They're really amazing games. For movies, I'll give you a couple as well. The Batman that's an obvious one go see it do yourself a favor go watch it go enjoy it go and love it the second i'm gonna recommend is get out which is jordan peele's first thriller movie that debuted back in 2017 and stars daniel kalua it's got lakeith stanfield in it it's excellent it's one of the best thrillers i've ever seen watch it wherever you can it's amazing so friends that'll do it for episode 35 of coughing kernels from the bottom of my heart thank you so much for joining me for another episode this has been the bankrupt hippo youtube channel or I actually should say the Copy and Colonel's YouTube channel. If you like this, click right here if you'd like to see more. I've been Bryson. Until next time, have a great day.